you want victory, you can have it in Christ Jesus. Time once again for Abiding in Christ with Jim Wood. You have to step back, evaluate the various positions in light of Scripture, and then re-engage with a godly perspective. Pastor Wood is the founder of Weirs Valley Ranch, a Christian home and school for kids from crisis family situations. Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. You can contact the program by calling 866-41-ABIDE or by visiting us on the web at wvr.org. And now, without further delay, here's your host, Jim Wood. Folks, my guest this evening is Dr. Jordan Branch. He is the Director of Home Life here at Wears Valley Ranch, and we are so grateful that God brought him back to the ranch years after he graduated from our high school. So, um, wonderful testimony there, and we've actually aired that testimony a number of years ago. We may air it again soon, but um, when Jordan came back to work with us as the director of Home Life, um, it's because under my son's excellent, excellent leadership, the ranch is growing, and we have more students to take care of and to counsel, and... Um, there's even talk of adding more homes because we're starting to develop mm. a waiting list of kids who need a place, mm. and we're thankful for that. But I want to talk with him about the area in which he got his doctorate. Jordan got his doctorate in biblical counseling. Mm. And some people hear that and they say, oh, praise the Lord. And other people hear that and they're like, what is biblical counseling? So mm. uh, Jordan, tell us. What is biblical counseling? <laughs> well, I'm so, so honored to be here. Biblical counseling uh, is the desire to help people, of course, with their with their problems and their desires to change, but to do so in a way that uh, is is from God's word. It's rooted in uh, the Bible, and so uh, when people are coming and people are wanting to change, a key question is changed into what. Mm-hmm. And so, biblical counseling says, well, there is one main goal for God's change in our life, and that's to make us more like Jesus. Yes. And so, how are we going to become more like Jesus? From God's Word. Mm-hmm. And so, we focus on how do we change, but how is, how is, what has God taught us about how we can change? Yeah. Does... Um would you say that the Bible addresses the various issues that people grapple with? I think the the Bible does um, uh, address all those issues. Now, the Bible's not an encyclopedia, mm-hmm. but there is a great depth um, in the gospel mm-hmm. to be able to address the, the complexities of, uh, of, of people's problems. Um, I think we need to wisely... Um, I think in the wisdom literature of mm-hmm. Scripture, we see the study of creation. There's a ways in which I think the Bible points to us to this value in understanding who we are and understanding creation. And so, but I think the answer to the cure of souls is found in the gospel. Yes. It's found in Scripture. Well, the reason I, I say this is because I, I know, and obviously we wouldn't be excited about your being here if we didn't believe in biblical counseling. Yeah. But... Um, there, there are lost people who don't know the Bible, 
and still have some helpful things to say, some things that are true. Um, The truth is in God's Word, but the truth is also sometimes found outside God's Word. The truth is never going to contradict God's Word because God doesn't contradict himself. But sometimes, you know, they they say, and, and now in the day of digital clocks, people don't necessarily understand this statement, but... Us old people understand the statement that even a broken clock is right twice a day. <laughs> That's right. And uh, so, you know, there are people who don't know the Lord, who don't believe the Bible's true, but they find themselves uh, embracing some things that if they knew better, they would find are actually there in the Scriptures too. So we don't discount the fact that uh, you can gain um, sometimes a helpful perspective, uh, a helpful outline of certain characteristics and this sort of thing from somebody who's not writing from a biblical perspective. But whatever you look at out there in the counseling field, you need to always bring every thought captive to the Lordship of Christ. And you've got to say, how does that line up with Scripture? And if it doesn't line up really, really well, with Scripture, it's not true. It may be convincing. It may be persuasive. But so was Satan in the garden. (laughs) And so you got to look at it. you got to compare it with Scripture. Now, Jordan, does biblical counseling allow for the fact that there is such a thing as mental illness? Of course. Biblical counseling um, wants to help people in in all their different problems. Um, They're going to be... Uh, we, we live in a broken world, mm-hmm. and so that brokenness and sin has affected all of creation, mm-hmm. including our body, including our brains, including everything about us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like I said, I, I think there's we are wise to understand creation mm-hmm. and to study it, and there's good wisdom if uh, you're struggling in certain areas to include at certain points, you might need to go see a, a medical doctor and, mm-hmm. and, and run some tests and some, get some uh, different diagnoses that, that, would, that would show you whether or not, wow, I've got a really underactive thyroid. You know? yeah. I, 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 no wonder I'm really you know, discouraged in certain ways. I do think that the Bible points us again and again to the underlying issue of trust. Mm-hmm. Now, if we are going to um, seek to change more like Jesus then the answer to changing more like Jesus is not going to be found in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be found in God's Word. Yes. And so I think both those things are true at the same time, that I, I, could, I could really benefit uh, from some help on something that, uh, that in the wisdom that we would see coming out of, of God's Word, I need to understand myself, God's call to me, is to trust him and to know that I'm going to be changed progressively more like Jesus as I follow his word and as I, as I become more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't think the answer is always easy, mm-hmm. but yes, um, the Bible does, um, the Bible gives us the answers. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, first Peter or second Peter talks about the Lord has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Yes. So if we want to grow more like Jesus, which is our goal, 
then those answers are found in God's Word. That doesn't mean, though, that somehow uh, we are to just discount all that um, the Lord has given us and what might be considered common grace. Mm-hmm. Um, that's allowed doctors and others and researchers to understand the human body mm-hmm. and to help us, um, yeah, to, that, to help us to, in healing yeah. and, and to help us, um, uh, yeah, live with an ability to, uh, to have a greater clarity of mind and just general health. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. My oldest child uh, was born with spina bifida and hydrocephalus, and uh, he is what's referred to as shunt dependent. That is to say, because the fluid in his brain is produced at the normal rate, but does not drain off at the normal rate because of a, a birth defect at the base of the, the brain, um, there's a buildup of pressure of, of fluid spinal fluid. And um, so that is alleviated with a shunt. It's a tube. It's like a plumbing device, medical plumbing device, that is implanted in the center of the brain and then has a pressure valve on it. And as the pressure builds, that valve opens and the excess fluid drains. Now, he has been shunt dependent ever since birth, and that shunt has saved his life. Um, if he had been born 20 years earlier, he would have died in early childhood mm. um, because there, somebody had to invent the shunt. And uh, we're very grateful for that medical device that helps him to function. He's a very intelligent guy. But um, when his shunt is not working, um, he's still our son. He's still intelligent, but he isn't able to think as clearly and isn't able to stay awake for very long because his brain under that extreme pressure begins to shut down. And if nothing is done to alleviate that, he'll die. Mm -hmm. So if we decided just to hit him upside the head with the Bible, um, (laughs) that would not be loving our son well. Um, As you said, sometimes people need to see a doctor and they need medical treatment. Right, And uh, there are physical problems, physiological. Mm-hmm. There are relational problems. Mm-hmm. We deal with a lot of children here at the ranch who've been molested sexually. Mm-hmm. Others who have been attacked violently in a non-sexual way, but nevertheless, they've been beaten. Uh, one, uh, now a man, but when he was a little boy, I asked him about the scar on his lip, and he said... My dad was driving me in the front seat of his truck, and uh, he was drinking beer. And I said, I don't think you're supposed to be drinking while you drive, are you? And he mm. broke the bottle across my mouth. Mm. Um, that kind of trauma mm-hmm. leaves not just a physical scar, but there are emotional scars as well. And that kind of experience can distort our understanding of what it means when we teach children to pray, our Father who is in heaven. Yeah. If you have a concept of God that is based on the distorted view you got from an absent father, a neglectful father, um, an abusive father, uh, that's going to impact the way that you see God and the way that you see yourself 
in the way that you see reality. So there are all these different things where experience, relationships, medical problems, all these dynamics are not to be ignored if we're going to be biblical. But we need to understand that the impact ultimately is, as you said, uh, we're living in a fallen world, and so we have got to expect that there are going to be multi-layered, complex manifestations of the death that occurred when Adam and Eve ate that fruit. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, Biblical counseling uh, acknowledges three things very clearly. One, that we're sinners. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we have a, our biggest problem is not outside of us. Mm-hmm. It's inside of us. Mm-hmm. We have a heart issue that needs to change. It also recognizes that if we are in Christ, we're saints. Mm-hmm. And that God has given to us his precious promises and the resources mm-hmm. for change. Bill Gossing also recognizes very clear that we're sufferers. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're talking about here, mm-hmm. is that because we live in this fallen world, we're going to suffer because of sin corrupting uh, the curse of sin on this mm-hmm. world and the brokenness that invades every part of creation. And then also, too, from others, mm-hmm. uh, others impacting us, the, the shaping influences of our past, which, as you said, right, because here at the ranch, we are at every day. Mm-hmm. caring for children who are coming from backgrounds where there have been trauma. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we're, we're changing the, the narrative. Yes. Just as it, when I came here, mm-hmm. uh, the narrative of what does it mean to trust mm-hmm. the, our Father, yes. our good Father. Yes. And so, uh, absolutely. Well, and again, I, I think people need to understand that because sometimes when they hear a term like biblical counseling or when they're looking for a counselor and they kind of assume that it's all the same and it's not all the same. And I would go so far as to say there are some people who will call themselves biblical counselors who are not biblical. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and there, there are people who don't call themselves biblical counselors but and who may have even gotten their education in a secular environment. But I've watched how they counsel, and their approach is taking people to the truth that is found in God's Word and that is personified in God incarnate, Jesus Christ. And I've, I've seen that happen. So, again, what you, if you're listening today and you're thinking, you know, I've been thinking I need to see a counselor. Well, don't squelch that thought. It's very possible that you do need to. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to just go to whoever comes first alphabetically in your, in your uh, directory online. Absolutely. Um, I started to say in your phone book. We don't have phone books anymore, <laughs> do we? But you, you need to look online and don't just go by whoever has a sponsored ad. Right. You, you need to get to know is this person going to be approaching my situation in a way that honors God and helps me with the truth? Because a lot of people are just going to tell you whatever they think you want to hear. That's right. Yeah, a lot of it is what, what do you ultimately want to get out of this? And that's actually not a bad question to, to ask. But again, the, the, the end of the biblical counseling approach is um, the goal of becoming more like Jesus. Yes. And so if you, if you see a counselor and um, 
they're not praying with you, mm-hmm. um, and they're not cracking their Bible open mm-hmm. at some point during the, the counseling time, then, yeah, you might want to ask the question, what exactly are, are our goals here, and where am I getting the power to change? Right. You know, if I want to really change something, um, this is God's plan for us um, is so much more wonderful Yes. Then we really understand. Yes. And he cares about our hearts so deeply. He cares about all our suffering. Uh, the, the, the psalmist says, he, he's kept count of my tossings, mm-hmm. put my tears in his bottle. Mm-hmm. He knows all of our hurt, all of our pain. Um, and so what <laughs> we should come to him Yes. over and over again, and we should come to his word. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, that is certainly the heart of, uh, of the biblical counseling approach. Well, and I, I, again, I just want to encourage folks, there's no shame in seeking counseling. No. Um, there are, again, a lot of different counselors out there, and folks, again, I've got precious friends in that field and who are, who are wonderful folks and doing a wonderful job. But I know a lot of people in that field who are, uh, basically, they went into that field because they were looking for answers for their own problems. Um, and some of them are just bonkers. Um, they have not gotten the help they needed, but they're now making a living trying to tell other people how to get it right. And, uh, I mean, you know, if, if you, if you want to talk to somebody about how to have a good marriage, you might look for someone who's happily married for a long time. Mm. Uh, not somebody who can't seem to make it work, but they want to tell everybody else what to do. Um, if you want somebody who is going to be able to be helpful as far as parenting, you might ask about their kids and how their kids are doing. Mm. Um, I'm not saying that, you know, if people have a child who goes astray, it's all their fault. What I'm saying is I don't go into the orthopedic ward and ask the patients if they could please get out of bed and teach me how to ride a bicycle. Uh Um, I just, you know, that's, that's not where I want to learn is from somebody who themselves is currently trying to get over an injury they sustained. And, and so as you look for a counselor, Mm -hmm. all of us have faults. All of us have areas where we're broken, but you need somebody who's going to point you to the one who took our punishment on the cross. You need somebody who is going to encourage you that, as Jordan said, those who are in Christ are saints. Mm -hmm. You don't have to die and get canonized to be a saint. Mm -hmm. You need to receive Jesus. You need Mm -hmm. to be born again. And when you are his child, you have the power to say no to the things that are destructive. And the enemy is going to try and tell you you don't. But you do. And that's why you've got to take every thought captive to the Lordship of Christ. I'll tell you a couple other things, folks, just as far as good mental health here. These are biblical things. Jesus said, you need to forgive people who've wronged you. He didn't say that's good for your mental health. (laughs) He said, if you don't do that, you don't have God's forgiveness. That's right. So having been forgiven by God, we must forgive those who wrong us. And over and over. That doesn't mean you have to keep letting them abuse you. There is a difference between forgiveness and trust. That's right. The devil will try and make you think it's the same thing, but it's not. The reason he tells you that is because he knows if you think you have to trust that person, you're going to withhold forgiveness. 
But if you understand that you can forgive that person and not trust them, wow, that's very freeing. Absolutely. Now, that's biblical counseling. Mm -hmm. That's helping people understand what God says about the matter that then applied personally is tremendously freeing. Knowing that, you know, people say, well, I'm afraid something bad's going to happen. Something bad is going to happen, but you don't have to be afraid. You can have confidence. How do you get that? Well, God's word, Old and New Testament, over and over and over. He teaches us not to be afraid. God puts his people in what are often scary situations, not for the purpose of tormenting us, but in order to teach us that we don't have to be afraid. Absolutely. Yeah, fundamental to God's desire for us as his children is to to trust him. Mm Mm-hmm. When we can't see, but what he, we know he does see yes. and oversees, Yes, uh, one of the freeing truths of the gospel that has been um, something that I come back to over and over again and something that the Holy Spirit brings me back to mm-hmm. in conviction saying, this is something I still want you to keep trusting in is this reality and this truth. Because God is great, mm-hmm. I don't have to be in control. Amen. That doesn't mean I'm abdicating my responsibilities it just means that in those things that i can't control right god wants me to trust him with yes yeah so that's fundamental and that that reaches to my heart mm-hmm. that reaches to my fear and that fear and goes to that anxiety then goes into my how it affects my body and all those kinds of things and so yeah it's fundamental this truth about who god is uh, we're going to believe something yes oh so the question is what are we going to believe amen Jordan, I'm going to ask you some questions that I know the answer to, but I want you to say it for our folks. Can your physical health impact you emotionally and mentally? Absolutely. Okay. I I just want people to understand that. Let me ask you another question. Can your emotional and spiritual health impact you physically? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm saying that because I want folks to understand if you're just treating one part of you, you're not getting good care. Right now, that doesn't mean I I take uh, levothyroxine because I've got Hashimoto's because my autoimmune system had finished wiping out my melanin in my skin and decided what else can we attack? (laughs) Oh, how about the thyroid? And so it attacked my thyroid. My thyroid was just perfect; it was doing fine. But when my autoimmune system decided to attack something in my body. I mean, I could have done worse. What if it had attacked my brain? That would be really bad. But instead, it attacked my thyroid. And I started to think, man, I am aging really fast. I am just really dragging. This is old age is a bummer. (laughs) And and my doctor did the blood work at my annual physical, and he said, Jim, your, your thyroid is really low. I think you've got Hashimoto's. And so I started taking levothyroxine, and hey, I'm a new man. (laughs) So here's the thing. It's not that we don't sometimes treat a physical problem with a physical treatment. Yeah. But if that's all we focus on, if we think any problem I have must be physical. Right. They help me with my thyroid. I'm sure there's a pill for what else ails me. There may or may not be, but God is the one who designed your body, understands the effects of the fall, has provided salvation in Christ Jesus, and he teaches us in his word how to walk with him in perfect fellowship, looking forward to the day 
when we will be completely transformed into his likeness. Jordan Branch is one of those guys who is with me on this journey. Mm -hmm. We are being changed from the inside out. And folks, it's wonderful. I hope that you are trusting the Lord. If we can be of help to you, don't hesitate to call us. We're happy to pray for you. We're happy to respond. We've actually got a lot of materials we'd be happy to send you. Just know that the Lord is the one who can change everything for you. Trust in him. Don't try and just use him. Amen. Surrender to him. Amen. And he will give you a life more abundant and wonderful than you could have imagined. Not without suffering, Mm. but still abundant and wonderful. God bless you. Have a great night. You've been listening to Abiding in Christ. If you have questions that you'd like for us to tackle on the program or comments that you want to make, I want to invite our listeners to call 866-41-ABIDE. That's our toll-free number, 866-41-ABIDE, or contact us on the web at wvr.org.